Hi there, and welcome to Hiking the Highlands, a podcast dedicated to all things fun and fascinating about the trails in our region of southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Josh Byers. Throughout this series, we'll be exploring not only the great outdoors, but the people connected to the pathways in the Laurel Highlands. So lace up your hiking boots and let's go. Well, after following some backcountry roads and going down uh, quite a few lanes covered in autumn leaves and at least one questionable dirt road, uh, I've found myself in the heart of southwestern Pennsylvania's Laurel Highlands, the Laurel Summit State Park. And let me tell you, it was one of the most beautiful drives I have ever taken to get here. And today, I am joined on this episode of Hiking Highlands with a uh, Tribune Democrat alumni, Eric Knopsnyder, who is now the uh, Director of Public Relations and Community Outreach for Go Laurel Highlands, whose, you know, the organization's job is promoting this area. So, Eric, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Josh, I'm really excited to be here to be a part of this. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've listened to just about every episode, I think. Oh, I appreciate and that. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I do. I think it's it's great. When I when I first heard the idea, I thought, who wants to listen to somebody hike? But you do such a great job with it of making it an interview. And I love the nature sounds. You Thank can you. hear the birds. You can hear, you, you're probably going to be hear me huffing and puffing yeah, during hey, me this. Me too. I'm, <laughs> you know, anybody who's listened to these, you know, consecutively knows that uh, there's been quite a few where I'm <laughs> I'm uh, out of breath and, and pausing and going, hold on, let's let's stop here. <laughs> my, my only complaint, though, Josh, is every time I listen to it is I'm usually driving or doing something. And I'm like, man, I want to get out and yeah. hike right now. Like, I can't <laughs> like, I, you know, I've got another hour to drive and I want to get out and hike, but I can't. No. So then, no, it's a, it's a great thing you're doing. And I think it's awesome that you're highlighting all Thank of you. the opportunities uh, in, in our region that, that we have to, to get out and enjoy nature. And I'll tell you what, it is uh, there. It's abundant. It's, it's insanely abundant. You wouldn't re- really think about how many outdoor opportunities we have in the Laurel Highlands area. And I, I'm talking, you know, I guess the eastern section of the Laurel Highlands. Um, but from, from hiking to kayaking to, you know, to mountain biking to snowmobiling to cross-country ski. I mean, if you are interested, in fact, we're, we're standing here. We just saw some people on horseback mm-hmm. go down the trail. So it's, it's almost uh, infinite, the possibilities. Well, and it's funny that you mention that because uh, not too long ago, Somerset was nominated for the top adventure town in the, the mid-Atlantic and uh, oh, wow. southeast regions. And at first I was like, really? Like, like what, what's so, what? so adventurous? And then I started thinking, well, yeah, you've got the, the Laurel Highlands hiking trail. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you've got Seven Springs and Hidden Valley and the skiing. And well, then you've got the, the Gap Trail. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got snowshoeing and cross country skiing and hunting and fishing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this, yeah, this makes, it's, it's the it perfect makes perfect sense. It's the perfect of all of that. And, well, and uh, even a little further, you know, you get down into Ohio Powell, you've got yeah. whitewater rafting, yeah. which is, I believe it's the only class four rapid east of the Mississippi. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a really great area, no matter what kind of outdoor, outdoor activities you want to do. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the perfect You're place right for here. it. That's so fantastic to hear. Um, so we're, like I said, we're here at the Laurel Summit State Park, and, and we're actually going to a uh, to a trail that neither of us has been, but has been on our uh, hiking bucket lists <laughs> for a while. So we're going to Wolf Rocks, which is not the same 
uh, area that is in the Babcock Division of the Glisson State Forest outside of Wimber. This one is, are we in Westmoreland County now? I think we're still in Somerset. Oh, we're in Somerset yeah. still? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Okay, we're yeah, right on we're, the border. We're, we're I didn't very know. close. Well, and the other thing that makes it so confusing, I mean, I grew up here and I'm confused by it, but we've got Laurel Hill, yeah. Laurel Mountain, yeah. Laurel Ridge, and Laurel Summit State Parks. Yeah. So <laughs> trying to keep track of, of the it's four different ones. And then Forbes State Forest goes all yes. over the place. Yeah. So And that's we're in Forbes State Forest. So I talked to Rachel Mahoney yesterday from DCNR about this. And the parking lot is in Laurel Summit State Park. Okay. The trailhead is in Forbes State Forest. Wow, all right. So yeah, it's completely confusing. All right, well, let's get going here. I believe the sign was pointing this way. Uh, yep, there we go, Wolf Rocks. I was just doing the loop. Doing yeah, the loop, that's what okay. We're do. Yeah, you do the loop section first and come back on the other one, it's a little easier. Thank okay. you. Hey, yeah. thank you so much. And you know what? I'm I'm fairly new to hiking. Like I didn't do it that much. I did it when I was a kid. Yeah. I did. Uh, I joined 4-H and did backpacking on the Laurel Highlands Trail. Okay. Which I loved. But then I got out of it for a long, long time. And like a lot of people with COVID, yeah. I really wanted to get out and do something, and there was nothing to do for a long time. Yep. <laughs> so I started walking. Like I was actually just re-listening to your Stackhouse Park episode. Oh, which and is I such loved, a fantastic. I place. love Stackhouse Park because I lived in Southmont. Yeah. And it was so close. You know, I I love to get out there and, and experience that. So I'm I'm kind of getting back into it. But it's amazing how friendly everyone is that's, on a hiking trail. That's uh, you know I completely agree and it's what uh, i believe is defined as the that little bit of trail magic yeah you know you're you're out here in uh in the forest you're so far from really any kind of other civilization and, and people are just so happy to see each other no matter what time of day it is and, and let me tell you first off i just want to take a moment to describe what we're seeing right so this wolf rocks trail is um you know gravel crushed limestone something down here and we're at probably the peak of autumn in southwestern Pennsylvania Absolutely. and it is it's my favorite season it is what I consider the perfect moment in the entire year because there is there's something there's a sweetness to the air mm -hmm. there you know the the color spectrum on everything from all of the trees to the ferns that line this trail which are like this gorgeous golden brown um I, every hue you could think of outside of blue and purple i guess <laughs> is this on display right now and that's what i saw on my drive in here too i i, I just kept reflecting on the fact that we live in one of the most beautiful areas, in my opinion, in the country, maybe even the world. And uh, I think the rest of the country recently agreed with that statement when the Laurel Highlands was voted. Who, who was it? Uh, so it's USA Today 10 Best uh, does their top uh, 10 destinations for fall foliage yeah. and they actually start out with 20 and then they have a contest to narrow it down and we finished seventh this year which i'm, I'm i love but i'm also disappointed in because <laughs> if you look at this there's no way there are six other destinations better than this hey, I'm right i mean there it's, it's fantastic and so that's uh, my, my goal next year is we're gonna win it next year i completely support that because i'll, I'll tell you what it's it doesn't get better than this 
No, it you're really, right. It's, really it, does. it's just beautiful. And I, I do the same thing. Like, I drive to, from Stoystown to Ligonier every day. And I have to restrain myself from stopping about every two miles to take a photo. <laughs> because you're right. We're right at the peak season now. And there's just so many colors. And you get a day like today where it's almost 70 degrees in October. Yes. And, and we, know, cool we know it's not going to last long, but it's, it's beautiful yes. right now. And I'm I'm ducking under a bunch of, of mountain laurel right now, which is <laughs> is you know for it being the state flower, uh, isn't as uh, as widespread as you'd expect it to be. But I'll tell you what, I guess that's why they call it Laurel Summit. <laughs> this this area it is, uh, yeah. That's why you have the Laurel Hill and the Laurel Ridge and the Laurel Summit. That's uh, I just bought a house um, up in uh, East Taylor Township. Uh, which I absolutely love because it is kind of cabin style and it's surrounded by trees. Mm -hmm. I mean, just anything you can think of. Chestnut trees, oak trees, maple trees. Um, and I noticed, you know, there's rhododendrons in front of the house. There's a couple behind the house. And I thought there was one in the front yard until it bloomed about <laughs> uh, four weeks after the rhododendrons did. And it had these bright white flowers. Ah. <laughs> I thought... Oh, that's a mountain laurel. Yes, yeah, so you got the mountain laurel in the front, huh? I don't know how it got there. <laughs> I'm not going to question it. <laughs> but it's a gorgeous addition to the... Ooh, something landed in my hair. Uh, it's a gorgeous addition to the, the property. Yeah, that... Uh, like I said, I'm just amazed. And, and one of the things about where we're going today is there's a, an overlook at the end of it that I'm really excited to see. Yes. Because... While other places may have some fall foliage, if you don't have the changes in elevation, you never get the proper vantage point to see yes. that. Yes. And so being able to have these changes in elevation that we have in the Laurel Highlands, you can get up to a point where you can see all of that. And you, you, like you said, you can really take advantage of the, just the natural beauty of, of what's offered, um, which is breathtaking. Yes. Especially just looking... I have a horrible habit whenever I'm hiking that I, uh, I stare at the ground uh. while I go. <laughs> and these leaves are just fantastic. Yeah, we just went through a stretch of, of red, I believe it was maple there, that were just, you yeah. know, so so vibrant, even though they're on the ground already. It's, it's just giving the whole walk a, a sense of color. It really is. So tell me about Go Laurel Highlands. Um, how long has the organization been around? Uh, the organization has been around since 1958 total. Uh, it was previously known as the Laurel Highlands Visitors Bureau. Oh, wow. And so there was kind of a rebranding a few years ago that is now Go Laurel Highlands. And what we are is we're basically the tourism bureau for Somerset, Westmoreland, and Fayette counties. Okay. So there's, you know, depending who you talk to, you get kind of differing variations of what the Laurel Highlands encompasses. I know, I have done extensive research to try and figure <laughs> it out, and it seems like everybody has a different answer. Well, and from a tourism standpoint, it's kind of, you know, you get into political things of <laughs> who belongs to what region and all that, and I'm yeah. not going to get into any of yeah. that. Uh, for, for my purposes, yeah, it encompasses, like I said, Somerset, Fayette, and Westmoreland counties, which, you know, you don't think about it, but there's an incredible amount of tourism, not just the outdoor stuff that we're talking about, mm -hmm. but you know, you've got Falling Water, which is a yes. UNESCO World Heritage Site. Right. One of only two in Pennsylvania. And the, that, that was Frank Lloyd Wright. Right. Who is right. the famous architect. Everybody kind of 
is at least familiar with his name. And the, if correct me if I'm wrong here, the concept of falling water was incorporating architecture into the natural landscape. Yes, exactly. That was that was what Frank Lloyd Wright really envisioned with a lot of his uh, structures is to make the structure part of this the landscape. He didn't want to build a house on a hillside. He wanted to build a house into the hillside. Right. And so not only do you have falling water, which is the one that everyone knows, you know, it's a, just an architectural marvel mm-hmm. to be built into a waterfall. But then 15 minutes down the road, Frank Lloyd Wright has Kentuck Knob, yeah. which is, isn't quite as well known, but it's still a, an, um, an amazing place. And the view from up there, you want to talk about being able to see the Laurel Highlands. <laughs> if you've ever been up there, it's incredible. Nope. And I'm excited. I get to go Friday. Uh, I'm taking a journalist on a tour there. Oh, man, and I, so am, I'm, I'm I am just jealous. I'm <laughs> ready to see what the color looks like up there right yeah. now. I'll and then you. they're they're not to go on too long. There's no, a no, you're snake. Fine. Oh, look at him go. A little garter snake. Yeah. My, uh, one of my coworkers is terrified of snakes. And I told her, I'm like, I never see snakes. Every time I go out on a trail, since I've started to go to Laurel Highland, I see a snake. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that is only the second snake <laughs> I have ever seen hiking in my life. The other one was actually at the Babcock Division of the Glitzen State Forest. <laughs> and I only caught the tail of it going into the brush. Well, but, I uh, saw one on, what is it, Monday I was out at Beam Rocks. Uh, hiking, and there was one on the trail there that just didn't even want to get off the trail. He just wanted to sit there, didn't <laughs> didn't care that I was there, just hanging out. But anyway, uh, I, I wanted to get back to uh, yes. the Frank Lloyd Wright yes. stuff. We've really become uh, a, a destination point for Frank Lloyd Wright lovers and architectural lovers because there's also a place called Polymath Park that a lot oh. of people don't know about. No, that's the it's, first I've heard of that. It's right up around Donegal. And there are two Frank Lloyd Wright houses that were built in the Midwest, torn down and put back together in Polymath Park. That's crazy. And then there are two houses that are there that were built by Peter Bernson, who was Wright's apprentice. And so Donegal, where is that in what county? What it's region? in Westmoreland County. It's it's the next uh, turnpike exit over west from Somerset. Okay. So it, it's not too so far. It's, it's really there. not that far. No, no, it's it's not bad at all from from Somerset, especially. Uh, and they have an amazing restaurant there that they've opened. It's called Treetops, where you're actually up in the trees eating, basically. That is amazing. Yeah, and so and what's really cool about Hollymouth Park is you can spend the night in these houses. So you can stay in a Frank Lloyd Wright house. I mean, the other houses are incredible, right. but they're kind of museums too. Yeah, you know, it's, you it's can't a tourist touch, area, yeah. yeah. You can't touch anything. But to be able to stay in one, yeah. I mean, Here, that's an amazing actually, opportunity. You can spend the night and just hang out in a Frank Lloyd Wright house. <laughs> that is fantastic. And you know, that's the one thing that uh, I'm always, I'm increasingly more fascinated by is that in south where we're at in southwestern pennsylvania watch some manure there (laughs) um you almost have the perfect access to everything regionally and you have the perfect access to the rest of the east coast really yes you know what so so i grew up i was raised in somerset county spent most of my life there uh, and to be honest, I wanted to get out of the area whenever I was young. Yeah. I didn't, didn't appreciate I think it's everything. it's pretty typical for... Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to go out, experience something new. 
I didn't make it too far. I went to the University of Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, was there, came back, got jobs here in Somerset, and then in Johnstown at the Tribune Democrat, as you yep. said. And eventually... Yeah, how, how long were you at the Tribune? Uh, I started there in 2000. Okay. And in 2014, I decided I needed to get away from Western Pennsylvania winters. <laughs> so I moved to Hawaii. Oh, geez. But uh, unfortunately... The, uh, the sale of my house fell through at the very last minute. Oh, no. And so I ended up coming back after three months in Hawaii. And it really gave me a, a new appreciation for this area and, and everything that we have here. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hawaii is fantastic. Yeah. But you don't get, even in that three months, I realized, you know, it's kind of the same thing every day. You're waking up. Right, it's a tropical island. Yeah, it's and... 70 degrees. It's beautiful. But you don't get these change of seasons. It looks like we're going left here for the loop. Let me see what uh, my notes from Rachel said. Uh, okay. yeah, I know um, I, everybody kind of complains about the, the change of seasons yeah, around here, but I absolutely love it. Yes. I think having that variety throughout the year and, and getting to experience that natural cycle is optimal, is preferred. <laughs> it, and it's something that I really appreciate. And every time somebody complains about the winters in Pennsylvania, I just think, man... Uh, it's why well, why, you, why you know what's what? the i mean it gets cold it gets icy but the snow is gorgeous and whenever it lays on the trees you have those perfect quiet nights and, i couldn't think of a better place in the middle of december well and you have the skiing options here too for you know i'm not a skier myself but i know you know friends that just love to ski and love that opportunity to get out and make use of it whether it's doing that or snowshoeing or yeah. cross-country skiing yeah. You know, there's so many opportunities here, and, and it's just great to be able to do that. And it really does give you that appreciation of the different seasons. Because, mm -hmm. like we said, there's something to do every season. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then, I mean, I don't know how you can not, like, fall the way, uh, yeah, the way it looks right now. Well, that's I was thinking about that on my drive-in, that, uh, you know, I, I, have been, I have been in Massachusetts, New York, Virginia and Ohio at the least during October, during fall. Mm -hmm. And I still think Pennsylvania is the most beautiful destination if you're a uh, quote-unquote leaf peeper. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. And we've got a great year for it this year. I know uh, New England, their weather didn't cooperate quite as much this year. It's not going to be as good up there really? as it is here right now. I'll tell you yeah. what, I, you're, you, are, you are completely accurate in that, um, you know, it has been the perfect fall. Uh, it, it's been moderate weather, very little rainy days, and unlike other years, and here, here I am puffing and puffing, here, <laughs> we are making our way up a hill and there's a lot of rocks. Um, but uh, other years, you know, the, late, the leaves are usually bright orange and falling by the time it hits that third or fourth week in October. Mm -hmm. And this year we had that slow change, which yeah, is and that's so it, nice. Right. When, when it's really nice like that and you know, they've, they've been changing for, for a week or two or three even yep. maybe. And it, it's just really beautiful and they're, they're still hanging on too. Yes. I was really worried that, uh, the, the remnants of Hurricane Ian were going to knock all the leaves I off. I was too. I, I thought for sure that we were going to run into that situation where it was going to rain for a week and then that was going to be it. Yeah, so you're, you're kind of Mother Nature's uh, uh, at her 
you know, what, what she does is going to depend on how our fall is, but it's just <laughs> spectacular this year. Yeah, it is. So, uh, we met in, in 2012, uh, whenever I actually interned at the Tribune Democrat, um, you were the editor in chief at the time. Correct. Um, and actually I remember you had, uh, a, a, actually a pretty profound influence on my journalism career. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Uh, because uh, I had been assigned to cover the anniversary of the Q Creek Mine mm-hmm. rescue. And I was given a handful of miners to try and contact. And uh, the only one who got back to me was John Unger. And he, uh, he <laughs> jokingly said the only reason he agreed to the interview is because his wife had picked up the phone. <laughs> uh, but, you know... I was 19, maybe 20 at the time, and I had written a very kind of straightforward account and, and uh, a newsy anniversary story. And I remember you bringing me into the office and pulling the original stories and coverage from the, uh, the mine rescue and talking to me about the fact that, you know, it doesn't always have to be hard news. Mm-hmm. You, like, you can take these very emotionally charged events and be featurey with them and and really use a lot of uh what's the word i want just, descriptive just, language right. <laughs> and and that i'm telling you that has that is something that i have taken with me over the last decade uh, <laughs> and really had an influence on the way I approach stories like that. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that, Josh. I'll be completely honest. I don't remember the conversation yeah. at all, but it's it's funny how sometimes you have an impact on people and you don't even know it. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that I was able to, to share with you a, a little bit of words of wisdom from my time in journalism. Uh, I, I love being a journalist and I, I really like that aspect of it now through my public relations life is I still look at things as a journalist. Yeah. Like, I don't want to write the fluff that a lot of places kind of turn out in public relations. Mm-hmm. I want to give a newspaper a story that they can run without really making any changes to it. But well, I'll tell you what, as, still as a, a person who gets those, those press releases, I definitely appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, and that, that comes from, you know, two decades of experience as a journalist. Is I know what the, the press releases look like that I got, and I know what I had to do to edit them yeah. to, to get them ready for a newspaper. Yep. So, after uh, after Hawaii, <laughs> where'd you go from there? <laughs> I went back to the Tribune. Oh, really? Yes. So, uh, Chip Minnemeyer had been my editor. Mm-hmm. Chip left and went to State College, and I succeeded him. Okay. When, when I left for Hawaii after two years as editor, Chip came back and took his old role back. Oh. And then, a few months later, I said, uh, hey, this isn't working out in Hawaii. Could I come back? And... Luckily, they were willing there, and so I spent a, let's see, I came back in 2014 and left in 2019, so another five okay. years there. Wow. So you had quite a, quite a career yeah, at the it Tribune. Yeah, it was almost 20 years there. Wow. And now, so you're with Go Laurel Highlands, and that's a relatively new position for you. Yes, it is, actually. Uh, I've only been in it for a few months, so I took a little detour in uh, the marketing world. And I worked for uh, Riggs Industries in Somerset, okay. which is best known for uh, J&J truck bodies and trailers. And I was the marketing director there, 
great people, great company, no complaints there. But, you know, I, I wasn't passionate about dump truck bodies. Yeah. You know, it's just, it wasn't my I think that's my something passion. you've got to be interested right. in and, from and a young are, age. There are a lot of people that are passionate about it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are plenty of people who are, <laughs> but that just wasn't my niche. And the, the Laurel Highlands opportunity came up. And as I said, I'd really gotten into hiking and just trying to be out and, and be more active in the community and yeah. doing things. And this was the perfect opportunity for me. Well, that sounds fantastic. And I know uh, it's also afforded you a, a lot of opportunities to continue exploring this region. In fact, um, uh, unfortunately, I can't make it. But you are going today after this hike to uh, Buffalo Bill's house? That was actually this morning. Oh, that was this morning. Yes, yeah, so I was already there this morning and, and got to do that, which if you don't know, Buffalo Bill's house is the house where the Silence of the, the Lambs finale was filmed. The, yeah, the end which of I had no the... idea that was here in PA. Yes, yeah, it's in Periopolis. And it's funny because my GPS led me right to it and I still missed it. Like it's, <laughs> you know, you, you just don't expect to see a, a movie set there in, in that little town. So is it, um, have, have they preserved the house as like a movie set or do people uh, live there? People had lived there previously to it and afterward. Okay. And then uh, about uh, two years ago, I think, uh, it, it went on sale and a guy from New Jersey who is in the film industry, he's an art director and works with uh, kind of, I don't want to say makeup, but hi there. He, uh, he decided to buy it and turn it into kind of a destination. Sorry, we're just passing through it here. <laughs> so, yeah, now you can actually stay in it. Uh, oh, you, that's you, you can go and you can tour it. And what he was doing today was he was talking about he's actually going to have a paranormal investigator there the night but going into Halloween. So the 30th, they're going to do a paranormal investigation. Oh, that's awesome. And then you can stay the night, which I'm like, I don't I, I like horror stuff. That stuff doesn't scare me too much. But I'm not sure I'd want to sleep there after like. the paranormal investigation. <laughs> might be a little tough to get uh, get to sleep that night. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually a, an interesting segue to um, the old Crescent State Prison. Mm -hmm. uh, was purchased, or yeah, I think it purchased now. By, by this family that uh, they started out, I believe, doing hydroponic growing there under the name Big House Produce. Okay. Right? Well, they have now turned it into, because there was so much public interest, into a tourist site. <laughs> so it's right at the top of Crescent Mountain, wow. you know, right, right on the edge of uh, Cambria County going into Blair County. <clears throat> the, the site was... Uh, prior to it being a prison, was a, um, a, a state home for adults with disabilities. And prior to that, it was a tuberculosis hospital. Oh, wow. And prior to that, it was actually a, a mountain resort for, uh, you know, the, the manufacturing elite uh -huh. back in the day. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure of that last one. I mean, <laughs> anybody interested, Google that, you know, check me for that. <laughs> but, uh, they have actually this year started a, a haunted tour oh, of wow. the old facility. And from what people I know from that area have told me, it is very haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Now, now, Chris at, at Buffalo Bills doesn't claim that it's haunted, makes no no claims like that. But he's interested to bring in this guy who's who's done things on the Sci-Fi Channel and Travel Channel yeah. to uh, to do an investigation and you know have some fun with it, see if they they find anything. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it, it like I said, I it was my first time there today, and it was it was really amazing. He has all kinds of artwork that people. Have, submitted to them that they've done from silence of the lambs kind of capturing oh, the, the killer and you know yeah. just uh, it's, it's a really neat uh neat thing that he's put together there well, it sounds like it's definitely going to be something i have to put on my list here along with yeah. the, the frank lloyd wright houses because those have been something i have wanted to see for a very long time and it's just you think you think about them you know from the johnstown area mm -hmm. as being far away but they're really not. Now, and, and sometimes I know I actually just heard you, one of your other guests say this, that, you know, sometimes you don't appreciate the things that are close by. Like, you know, if you were going to, say, Arizona and Falling Water was there, mm -hmm. you'd drive an hour to see it. Right. You know, you wouldn't think about it. That You're would like, be oh, yeah, part of the destination. We've we got to see it. But, you know, it's an hour or whatever from Johnstown, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll do that some other time. <laughs> you are not wrong there. And so that's some of the, the fun of my job is I'm getting to, to see a lot of the things that I've kind of done that with. You know, I, having grown up in Somerset County, I know a lot of the, the things and I've been to a lot of things, but there's still so many things that I haven't seen yet and done yet. And so I get the opportunity to do that and share that with the rest of the world. That sounds like a, almost like a dream job. It is. <laughs> and I, I kind of tell people I have the best job in the world. But, you know, you're getting paid to hike today, too. So you don't have a bad job, either. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just, uh, this is, I, I've said it before, this is one of my favorite parts of my job. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of what I jokingly told people when I was looking to switch careers. I was like, hey, I'm going to get paid to go hiking and biking and whitewater rafting. And, and then tell people yeah. about this. Like, hey, look at, look at all of this amazing scenery, all of these amazing locations. Yeah, and, and there are so many, and I love to be able to just get out and do this. Like I said, I can't wait to see the overlook here to, to see what it looks like in, in fall. We've been hiking here, well, not too, too long, but uh, we've been keeping up a pretty good pace. Yeah. It was actually funny because you really, like my wife and I, well, we used to hike a lot. We, we kind of had the opposite problem whenever uh, COVID took over mm. and, and shut the world down. We didn't go out as much. We actually stayed in. Uh -huh. um, and we just haven't gotten back into the swing of, okay, let's, you know, what are we doing tonight? Right. Nothing. Let's go hiking. Yeah. Uh, even though we only live like two miles from the path of the flood trail in Staple Bend Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I can't remember where I was going with that. Oh, I know what it was. Um, so she, you know, she's shorter than me. And sometimes has trouble keeping up with my long stride. You know, I'm six one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes when I get into a groove here, I uh, I just get going, <laughs> and I, I almost sprint down the trail. <laughs> I've tried doing jog like in my more ambitious times. I've tried jogging some, but I'm just terrified. I'm out by myself, and like this, I mean, it's pretty easy to turn an ankle on one of these rocks. Oh, very much so. That is the one thing that uh, I find very interesting about this Wolf Rock Trail is that there is a ton of little boulders that, that are the trail bed. Yes. 
So you kind yeah, of yeah. You talked to... about initially there was some, kind of some some gravel there. Yeah. But that that's been gone for a while. This yeah. is all rock and dirt. This is, oddly enough, it does. It actually reminds me of the Bog and Boulder Trail. Okay. Because there's a section on the wider loop that you end up uh, you end up in, in very much this kind of terrain before you are you are just walking on a slab of sandstone. <laughs> it's, it's just sandstone. <laughs> that sounds pretty interesting. I haven't done that one yet. Oh, I definitely uh, recommend it. I was going to ask you, have you ever been out to the Quee Trail? It's, it's really a mountain biking trail. I haven't. But it's right by my house, so I love to hike it. I haven't. It is on my list. Um, it actually, if I remember correctly, Mike Cook, who built uh, the mountain biking trails on the incline uh -huh. hillside, he learned how to build trails at the Queen. Out there, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's, like I said, for, for me, it's a great one. Uh, there are a bunch of different, I think if you do the entire loop, it would be like 16 or 18 miles. So it's pretty long, but uh, I would do I, sections of it at a time. I was going to say, I couldn't imagine now, doing 16 or 18 at once. But there's so many different, because <clears throat> there are portions like this where it's just all rocks. Yep. But there are portions that are right by the, the reservoir and you get the, the views there. And there's just a lot of different things that you can take in with it. And so it's, it's one of my favorite ones, even though it's technically a biking trail. <laughs> oh, jeez. Getting snagged by little rose bushes here. <laughs> little thorn bushes. Um, yeah, like I said, it's, that's definitely on my list. And that's, you know, I've been doing this podcast for, what do you think, two? It's the last month or the month before was the year anniversary. Okay. And I've only scratched the surface. Oh yeah, there's of so what's many. available in, in the the Laurel Highlands. You know, this is I, I kind of focused on Cambria first, Cambria mm -hmm. County, and then moved my way down in the Somerset, and now I'm moving west. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, there are so many, and especially when I know you're you're trying to stick a little closer to Johnstown. Yeah. But whenever you get to like Ohio Pile and that whole Laurel Highlands Trail, yeah. that's something that uh, that I've talked to. Your colleague Dave Suter about oh yeah is possibly next year trying to do the whole trail maybe not in one one swoop one go yeah I'll tell you what that we both is have you know real jobs that we kind of yeah. have to do I uh, the Laurel Highlands hiking trail all 70 miles has been something on my bucket list for a long time and uh, yeah that's that is something I think is fascinating and probably the most accessible through hike available yes. to this area. Yes. And I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, you like know, I said, um, I did a couple sections of it when I was a kid. And I think you did one out by Seward, right? You started at Seward. Yeah, we start we started at mile zero and, and went uh west towards Ohio Pal. Mm -hmm. I was with uh uh DCNR Educational Park Ranger. I put Kim you on the spot now. Peck. There you go. <laughs> you made me really dig for that one. Uh, that was actually the first episode I listened to was that one. Uh, whenever I got this job, I, I found out about it and, and listened to that. And uh, Dave Suter and I have hiked that one, you know, a few times. Just kind of start there and do an out and back for a few yeah, miles. It's, it's real easy to be able to hit, you know, like 10 miles round trip. Yeah. And one of the most amazing views out there whenever you get... I don't know, four, four or so miles from Seward on the trail. Mm -hmm. You get that amazing. You can see out over. Yeah, over uh, over the West End. Yep. And a little bit into Cambria City. I mean, it's breathtaking. Something I'm hoping to see here 
<laughs> with wolf rocks. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one's supposed to be good. Like I said, I just did beam rocks the other day. And that one's pretty cool, but it is, sometimes you're too high. It's kind of tough to see some, some things. Yeah, you lose that kind of definition. Right, well, and the other thing is, is it's an easy hike. You know, it's a half a mile, which is great, but then you get a lot more people there too. Yes. And there's something to be said for being the only ones out there checking it out. Yes. That's uh, something I, I wondered with the other wolf rocks uh, out at uh, Glitzen State Forest. Because when I was there a few years ago, I mean, it was covered in graffiti. Mm-hmm. And um, the gentleman I hiked with for that podcast told me it's actually been cleaned up since then. And I, but what I couldn't understand was, why would you hike like <laughs> six and a half, seven miles into the forest just to spray paint a rock and then hike the rest of the way out. <laughs> well, you know, I've always wondered how uh, those graffiti artists that you see with these intricate designs, how they, they get practice. So maybe that's it. Maybe they start <laughs> maybe out hiking out in the woods where nobody can see it if they screw up. Yeah. Nobody can see them. Nobody can stop them. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll tell you what. This, the bed of leaves on this trail has just increasingly got more beautiful as we keep going. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty incredible and like I said you get get some reds in there with a, a lot of yellows and a oh, few yeah. oranges and it it just makes a, a beautiful canopy or I don't know if it's a canopy if it's already on the ground but uh, yeah. like a beautiful blanket there you go that's what I'm looking for like you said it's that very comfortable kind of six high highest 68 69 degrees there's a good breeze going through yeah yeah it's a beautiful day Glad we were able to get out here before uh, it all changes here pretty oh, quickly. Yeah. I know. Especially because these last few days, I mean, it's been highs of like 55, yeah. maybe 60, and lows of 38. Yeah, on my way back from Buffalo Bills, it actually said 70 on my car. And I was like, wow. Don't expect that in mid-October. No. Hopefully that means uh, the guys from the Bottle Works can get up, get the new Steve Ditko mural up. Oh, okay. I know that... Uh, they were talking um, when I interviewed them a couple weeks ago as it was finishing up that they needed, I think, 48 hours at at least 50 degrees oh. overnight. Yeah. That's, yeah, that sounds like they may be waiting until spring. Yeah. <laughs> They're hoping not, um, but I know it's definitely a challenge. And the reason they needed that was for, uh, for the adhesive to set up uh-huh. properly. And for anybody who doesn't know, Steve Ditko from Johnstown, actually grew up in the West End. Um, he is the co-creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and all of their, you know, uh, list of villains and co-characters. And he also did uh, DC characters, Blue Beetle, The Question, um, The Creeper. Uh, it was actually, it was funny, this newest mural that's going up features a lot more of the, the DC More people. than just the Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, and whenever I got to see it, I had no clue. And here, you know, Steve Ditko had done the majority of uh, my favorite characters from DC. <laughs> 
Isn't it amazing how many things tie back to Johnstown or the Johnstown area? It is, and I think <laughs> about that. I try to tell people about it, and nobody else seems to be as interested as I am. Well, it's kind of funny. So my wife and I have had uh, Johnstown Tomahawks players living with us since since the franchise came uh, 11 oh, no years way. ago. Yeah, and even though we're out in Stoystown now, we still have uh, guys that live with us, and we we've had a few of them through the years, you know, in a, in a loving way, but they're like. How in the world could everything relate back to Johnstown? <laughs> They're like, you would not believe how many times I'm somewhere over the summer and I talk to somebody yep. and I say something about Johnstown and they're like, oh yeah, I'm from Johnstown. Yep. And, you know, or, you know, they, they, the Steve Ditko thing, uh, one of our, our guys is a huge Spider-Man uh, fan. Okay. And he was kind of in that mindset that, oh, how does everything tie back to Johnstown? And we told him that then. And he's like, no, you're not. You're, you're lying to me. That's not right. Oh, it, like, is, no, it is no, very it's, right. It's true. It is very right. And, it, and his, uh, you know, because family still lives in the Johnstown oh, area. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. realize that. There's quite a few of them. It's like slow. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Easy. We're crossing the, a little stream here. Yeah. Josh is about to tip over on some rocks. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I'm good now. <laughs> See, so, uh, okay, I'm going to tie this back another way to someone who's from Johnstown. Okay. I don't know if you read it. I wrote a, a couple months back, I wrote an article about a, a I was going to call her a girl, but a, a lady from uh, Richland who is the Pennsylvania junkie on uh, yes, TikTok. I follow her <laughs> on, on TikTok. Yeah. And that was a fantastic article that you wrote. Yeah, I couldn't believe it whenever I figured out she was from Johnstown. Yes. But yes. that was one of the things that she did was like towns that, you know, nobody pronounces the way they're supposed to be. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I didn't realize that out east they all just say Bethlehem. Yes. You know, like they just cut out a couple uh, syllables there. <laughs> Uh, she, I, I can't remember her her name. I believe she's a, a Richland grad. Yeah, I think it's uh, Kat, uh, I think it's Janisco. Okay. Because I, I, when I first, you know, stumbled upon her on TikTok, oddly enough, during the pandemic, because really there was nothing better to do <laughs> than watch a lot of TikTok. Um, I, you know, I connected because funny coincidences through Pennsylvania and our little quirks and idiosyncrasies as residents. <laughs> And at one point, she had made a video about visiting different places and the fact that whenever you go to Thunder in the Valley, you've got to stop at the Flood Museum and the Discovery Center. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. I, she must just be familiar with this area. Yeah. Until your article. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw it somewhere along the way. I didn't... Uh... I don't think I latched onto her as, as quickly as you did. I think it was probably 2021 that I started following her. Okay. And somewhere along the way, she did like a, you know, probably one we don't want to talk about, but like the worst crime uh, statistics oh, in the state yeah. or something. And she's like, yeah, yeah. sadly, my, my town is on there. Yeah. Which I tell people all the time. I mean, I, I've never been afraid in Johnstown. It's no. not like there's... Absolutely not. I mean, one thing I always tell people is when was the last time you heard of a mugging right or a carjacking in johnson yes in my lifetime never yeah it's i mean essentially it comes down to to the drug trade with with a lot of the crime and from what i understand unfortunately we are remember earlier i mentioned the fact that we're a hub <laughs> to a lot of the yes. the eastern country part of the country that goes for other aspects of life too. Actually, now that, uh, that you mentioned that, I did I did have a point in, in some of that whenever I was talking about Hawaii. Okay. Was that uh, you know I thought 
oh, from there, I'll be able to, say, fly to Australia. It okay. was, whoa. Almost oh, you okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was cheaper to fly from Pittsburgh to Australia than from Hawaii to Australia. No way. Yeah. And, huh. but through my travels, I've come to realize that we're about six-hour drive from, I forget what it is. I think it's about half the population of the United States. Wow. It's over a third. I you think about that. it, you've got New York, yep. Philadelphia, yep. D.C., yep. Baltimore, yep. Uh, Detroit, six hours, Buffalo, Cleveland, Columbus, yep. Cincinnati. That's what I'm saying. We're in this perfect... I actually jokingly <laughs> uh, said something to uh, a, group, a, friend, a group of friends about the fact that that's what Johnstown's uh, branding should be, is come here, but go anywhere. Yeah. No, it's it's really perfect because, I mean, you can enjoy everything that we have here to offer and the lifestyle and, you know, the nature. Yep. But if you want to get out somewhere, it's not that hard to, to find a big city and the attractions that go along with it. Well, and our, uh, you know, our your options for that travel are also increasing here in the next five or so years. They're supposed to update the rail lines that travel between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, uh -huh. add more stops so that you don't have to, uh, you know, the, the way Amtrak is now, if you want to leave Johnstown and go to Pittsburgh, you could do that on a train. It takes, I think, like an hour, uh, but that's a one-way trip. Right. Because the next train's coming at 6 a.m. <laughs> from Pittsburgh. Yeah, so you're committed to an overnight stay. Yes, which... Uh, isn't always the cheapest thing. No. <laughs> another, uh, another thing I want to, and I don't want to treat this as just me pitching you everything that, that we have with Go Laurel Highlands, but, no, uh, but definitely uh, one, one of the cool things that we do is they started this long before I got there, but they started what they call the poor tour okay. which is uh breweries distilleries wineries yeah and meters. which are abundant in Laurel yes. Highlands so the idea is I don't know if you've ever had the uh the national parks passport where you, you get a little passport and every time you go to a park you yeah. get a sticker or a I, stamp I haven't personally but I am very familiar with it. it's the same concept so you get it and all of our partners that are one of those uh kinds of properties have are part of this poor tour. Okay. And so you go to a Forbes Trail, say, or the Rusty Musket, and you get them, you buy a drink, and you get a sticker. Yeah. And once you, I think it's eight of them, you get, say, a shot glass from us. Oh, that's and cool. And then if you, you get, I don't remember if it's 18 or what it is, you can get like this long sleeve t-shirt. And then- Is that what you're wearing now? Yeah. <laughs> I think this is one from, you know, kind of a leftover one from last year, yeah. but. But still very cool. Yeah. It's got the, the Go Laurel Highlands logo there. Yeah. So uh, so it, it's really popular. And like the state of Nevada actually kind of patterned their program after hours. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so that is I really mean, cool. We're, we're certainly not the only one to have the idea. But ours has really taken off in the way that we do it like this. Because people love to collect things like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it gives you a chance to get out and visit some places you might not otherwise. And I know that, uh, like I said, there there is an abundance of. Well, let's okay. Well, I think we hit the loop. 
So we got to finish going this way. Yeah. To the overlook, and then we'll go back that. Yeah, way. we'll go back that way. <laughs> yeah, everybody says that way's easier. Yeah, I don't. So we blame got the them. hard part out of the way. Whew. I am. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, my heart is pumping. <laughs> this is my All exercise. Right, good. I'll feel so bad then. Right. <laughs> this is my exercise for the week. <laughs> I'm actually going. Uh, I'm leaving town tomorrow night. I've got a friend's wedding down in Baltimore. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm very much watch looking for, forward. Watch for Go Laurel Highlands ads down there. We're, uh, we're doing a lot of advertising in that area. Oh, really? Skiers, things like that, love to come here. So uh, we've, we've made kind of a push into the, the Baltimore yeah. market there. Well, definitely keep an eye out. Yeah. I actually had a, one of my friends from high school sent me a message the other night. He's like, hey, I'm watching Monday Night Football, and I just saw him go Laura Highlands ad because he's in the, in the Naval. You know, that's something I've always wondered about because, uh, you know, me too. I, I watch football, and uh, you often see commercials for uh, Vermont, right. Ohio, Maryland. <laughs> And I think, I wonder if we do this uh, yep, you know, in do. other states. <laughs> yep. And like I said, it's kind of that, uh, that drivable distance. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people that will come from Europe to go to Falling Water and, mm -hmm. you know, do some of the attractions yep. in the Lower Highlands. I know when you did your, your Gap episode, they yes. talked about the, all the, the different countries yeah. and, and all that. So, yeah, there are absolutely destinations that will pull internationally. But in large part, our visitors are going to be coming from that, you know, probably six-hour window where they can, can drive yeah, here. It's like a day trip, and you can go back home. Or you could stay if you want. Yes. Now, of course, we want them to stay. Yes. You, they spend, spend more money. Spend the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, and, and just improving on that is uh, that the, the, what's the correct word? The In Progress September 11th National Memorial Trail, mm -hmm. which is passing, you know, it's going to connect D.C. To, to Shanksville in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, to New York City. Um, and I actually had the privilege of talking to a person who is quite possibly the first through hiker on that trail. Oh, yeah? Yeah, his name is uh, Kevin. I can't think of his last name but he's got a dog named kelvin uh he is a he's a veteran served in uh you know served in the middle east and through this really cool program called warrior expeditions he's able to take time off and actually hike they, wow. they sent him on him and all kinds of other veterans on uh different trips around the country uh the first one he did was actually kayaking down the mississippi that's really cool. So he got hooked up and um, with the 9-11 trail people and started his trip um, probably about a month ago now. Now, is he hiking it or is he biking? No, he's hiking it. Okay, wow. Yeah. He is hiking him. all 1,300-some-odd uh, miles. That's adventurous. Yes. But I'll tell you what, uh, you can follow his progress Um I believe his Facebook page is called Kelvin's Chronicle, named so after it's his Kelvin after the dog. Yes, and he is in New Jersey right now. Wow! You know he's he's in New Jersey. I think he's just a few days outside of New York City and and wrapping this all up. That's incredible. And the one thing that he always kind of touches on in his posts is the fact that uh, just the hospitality he's been shown everywhere. Yeah, everywhere that he's gotten to go and visit. 
and connect with the local people, they are just more than willing to feed him and house him <laughs> and, you know, drive that, him places. That, and, that makes you believe in the human spirit, doesn't it? Right. That, that's what I think about whenever I see that. It's like, wow, you know, maybe there, there are still good people out there. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you, I haven't gotten to do uh, any of the 9-11 trail. So where you were when you did your podcast episode yeah. was right around where I grew up. Okay, yeah. That so, was uh, right outside of... Uh, right around Garrett, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I went to Berlin Brothers Valley. Okay. But my address was Garrett, phone number was Myersdale, so I was, I was over in that direction pretty close. Uh, okay. And when she was talking about Fogeltown, I, I knew where that was. <laughs> I'm like, and like I said, that's what I enjoy about the podcast is, is some of the trails, you know, I've never been on and I'm learning new things. Yeah. And other ones, I'm like, oh, I know where that is. You know like, exactly. I've been that, yeah. It's like a, a trip down memory yeah, lane. Yeah, so no, I, I, I love the podcast. Well, hey, I really appreciate uh, you. Really appreciate you listening, because oh, you okay? <laughs> yeah, it's my head. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> the tree. Check out that guy. Jumped out. Oh, look at that. That is a bright. Is it a caterpillar? What would you call that? It's yeah. some sort of worm. It's a caterpillar. He is cool though. He is like leafy green, lime green almost. Like it's huh. a bright green. It's actually kind of funny to see caterpillars out yeah right i now. wouldn't i wouldn't expect like there's no fuzz on them anything like that mm -mm. that's why i wasn't sure if it was a caterpillar or, or exactly what that is that that oh yeah he is neat <laughs> <laughs> the fun things you find on hikes huh i know so next next year next year yeah the, what, what's the it's anniversary the, the 250th anniversary for westmoreland county which is a, a really cool thing that they're going to be uh, celebrating throughout the year. I believe February was the actual signing of, of the document to declare a, wow. a county. But throughout the year, there are going to be events. And I know uh, we have, uh, uh, we're, we're working with the, the Westmoreland Heritage, and they're coming out with a book, like a children's book, okay. that is going to kind of take you back in time and show you, you know, like George Washington, Native Americans, like all the things that have gone on throughout the, the history of Westmoreland County. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool, and I can't wait for, for some of the events. Like I said, it's going to be a year-long celebration, so 2023 should be really cool for Westmoreland County. I just can't believe that there's, like, the county's that old. <laughs> yeah, and I looked it up, like, uh, Westmoreland is a little, I think, I'm trying to remember if it went Westmoreland, and then Somerset was was probably, like, 10 years behind. Okay. And then, of course, you know, the, the county lines are not like they are now. They're, no. You know, Westmoreland was, like, a whole big swath of, <laughs> of southwestern Pennsylvania. But it, it's a pretty cool uh, thing that I think uh, is coming up, and I think there'll be a lot of uh, really exciting events that people are going to want to look out for. Oh, it sounds like it. No, uh, thank you. For, for listening to the podcast, I'll tell you, we can we could use all the listeners uh, we can get. Uh, so if you are enjoying the podcast, please share this with your friends. Absolutely. Uh, even if they don't like hiking. <laughs> and while you're at it, go check out Go Laurel Highlands. Because if you want any information on uh, anything going on in a, what, a quad, a quintuple county three, <laughs> area. Three, just three. Okay. Somerset, Fayette, and Westmoreland. Okay. Um, but we sneak a little bit of stuff in there for Cambria. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? When somebody visits the region, they're not saying, oh, well, I'm only going to go to the county line and stop. Yeah. You know, if they want to see the Flood Museum, they're going to go they're see They're going it. there. Yeah. 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 So we work together with the, uh, the other okay. bureaus as well. What, what is the website for that? Go GoLaurelHighlands.com. Okay. Great source of information. And we are here. We are at 
Wolf Rocks, and I'll tell you what, uh, the scenery does not disappoint. <laughs> uh, it's a little sketchy. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I'm worried about you walking with the uh, the microphone there. Oh, the worst that could happen is we lose <laughs> the entire recording. <laughs> wow, this is gorgeous up here, though. Oh, it really is. I mean, it is. Like the, the the beam rock was cool, but this is I think a lot better. Yeah, you can definitely see more of the definition in the in the valleys, and the the mountain tops. Well, and just the seclusion of it. I mean, we're the only ones out here. Yeah. You know, we've seen two people on this trail. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Wow. And I'm yeah, almost uh, two and a half miles. I got two point three, and I forgot to start it right away. So. <laughs> That's a good hike. Yeah. Like I said, very. Uh, Cardio, I don't know what the right word is. I'm just overtaken by the beauty. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I had a guess these are probably granite or sandstone. <laughs> Pennsylvania kind of has a, uh, I would think sandstone, but I don't know. Uh, they're very, it feels like you could chip it off, like right there. Yeah, they're, oh, I'm sorry, granite. What am I talking about, granite? These are, they're probably sandstone, but they're weird sandstone. They're yeah. very gray. I don't know if that's just because of the weathering, but uh, they're neat. And, and like the formations are really cool, the way they're stacked on top of each other. And kind of how it's this, this sheer edge. You, mm -hmm. you can actually see the way the rocks go from that low point on the right at an angle up. This is definitely probably one of the most peaceful places I have ever been in my life. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. So, Eric, yeah. thank you so much for, for accompanying me on this hike. It was probably one of my favorites. Well, thank you for uh, for having me on it. Uh, it was a great excuse to get out here and, right? and check out Wolf Rocks. Uh, unbelievable hike and, and better ending to it with the uh, the overlook here. Yeah. Uh, and, again, thank you for the podcast. Uh, I, I'm sure other hikers like me love to uh, to check it out and, and either – visit something that in our mind something that we've been down before or pick up a new trail that maybe we can go out and check out hey i appreciate it thank you so much that wraps up our episode of hiking the highlands for more tribune democrat podcasts visit www.tribdem.com backslash podcasts have a suggestion want to get in touch you can email me at jbyers at tripdem.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. My handle is journo underscore josh.